Hello, 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 and welcome to the Wildcat Radio. I'm your host, Joseph Sato, and my favorite ice cream is cookies and cream. Hello, my name is Charles Jackson, and my favorite ice cream is also cookies and cream. Hello, my name's Kane Bivens, and my favorite ice cream is also cookies and cream. Wow. Yeah. Hey, y'all, I'm Ronnie Johnson, and my favorite ice cream is cookie dough. Oh, you just had to be different. Talk to me about it. Okay, anyways. Kane, would you like to carry us on? Oh, yes. All right. And our topics of discussion today are the lack of YMLA Brotherhood, restoring Thursday and Friday night lights, and the dress code policy and issues. Okay. So, let's get started. Lack of brotherhood. Who wants to speak on that first? Lack of brotherhood. Um, Everyone's fighting now for some reason. Mm, got I have seen that fighting. been around, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's times. worse. You think it's worse? It, it's a lot it's worse. worse. They fight over nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, the lack of brotherhood, I think it's definitely changed um, since after the pandemic. Because before the pandemic, um, we were all together. Um, we had brothers older than us who kept us accountable. We were able to see our friends who tended to keep us accountable. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, we were online. And so we just had no filter. You could just mute yourself and say whatever you wanted or felt like saying or whatever you need to get out. So coming back, I feel like a lot of, of the scholars don't have a filter in what they're saying or code switching. Mm. And so, yeah, so that's become a problem. Control. Yeah, yeah. Lack of self-control. Yeah. yeah, I think another part of that is just that we've all just lost, like, our connection with people. Like me, mm-hmm. I was never really close with any of my uh, friends freshman year. And then it got worse. And then, if, like, for the first semester of junior year, we were all just like, ooh, Hi. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, you remember me, but I'm saying like we weren't like knit together yet. It took us like yeah. a whole semester to actually become friends yeah. junior year. So I feel like them like being separated is like not helping yeah. as far as that. Yeah, no one's really making the strides to become a brotherhood. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm here and I want to go home. Yeah, me personally, I lost my support group during the pandemic because I couldn't see my friends like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so our bond at the beginning of it was well, it went good, and then we didn't talk as much because we tended to see each other at school. That was our relationship at that point. Now we go out and have fun out, outside of school. But at that point, I didn't have them, so school was really bad. So coming back and towards the end of the pandemic, I started to get back closer with them, and it's been going great. But I think we definitely lost their sense of brotherhood, being able to socialize, being able to have those people uh, who are there for us that we really need. I wouldn't say that it's specifically about the socializing part because honestly, there's a lot of people here that socialize with each other, but it's just the way that you do socialize. You can socialize to where you're building somebody up, but you can also socialize to where jokes can possibly get out of hand. Mm. That's definitely the case for middle school, especially now. Yeah. And I feel like the way that people talk now has completely changed. Like we used to be like, oh, see you in, see you in class, see you in the hallways. And now it's just like a random text on Instagram, whatever. It's not like no longer an in-person conversation with a lot of people. I feel yeah, like COVID a lot of things are more that. online. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. And our next topic is the dress code policy and issues we're having with that. So, who, who wants to talk about the dress code policies? I'll go first. Okay. Um, so, with dress code, back, remember back in middle school when you were out of dress code and Mr. White would call you out. You'd be in front of the and coincidence, yeah. Yeah, you'd be in coincidence. He'd call you out. He'd ask you why you don't have your stuff. Then you go to Miss Reed, and then you go to in-house. And if you didn't have it, same thing would repeat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now it's, are you? oh, you're out of dress code? Go to in-house. Show up tomorrow, out of dress code, go to in-house again. We were doing virtual, so now no one really cares that we're doing virtual class when you go to in-house anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, dress code. I think the the strictness on dress code is definitely it got um a lot worse. So like you said, I mean, we would be called out in Quintus, and then they take you to the front office and call your parents or something, then put you in ISS, and um you were held accountable by your brothers too because it affected your pride and they checked us in our prides and our teachers would hold us accountable. Um, and then, like I said, coming back from the pandemic, we didn't care about dress code like that. So there was much leeway towards dress code. And now Mr. White is doing, is trying to do something about it, but you still have a lot of kids still out of dress code. So I don't know if it's necessarily an issue that can be fixed like that. Cause someone's always going to be out of dress code mm-hmm. for different reasons. Yeah. There's, there's different reasons. Like some people not being able to get certain mm-hmm articles of clothing for the dress code but there's people that just downright refuse to wear the dress right code. Mm-hmm. yeah i think there's only so many if you are just refusing to follow the rules and the dress code i think there's only so many chances that you can really get before you should just ultimately just be kicked out because you're violating school policy at that point and if you don't have to follow it why do the rest of us have to follow it it's not fair to everyone but for those who can't afford the the um the dress code or something i feel like there should be some way for us to be able to help afford that for them yeah i mean uh for that i feel like there's there i'm pretty sure there's a system in place in that is there not like doesn't miss reed have like a row of shirts or shoes or ties like yeah on ties like we've been able to do that like i've seen plenty of people mm-hmm. like walking around without a tie like hey where's your time like oh i don't have one i'm like oh go to miss reed and they'll have a tie and for starks has a few ties that she keeps too but those are just to borrow yeah those are like to borrow and ones but like something in tie yeah that's another thing some of them aren't really school ties i feel like there should be a like a set yeah program of some sort to actually have like lower like people who aren't able to actually get them should have a way to actually set the cost and Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, try to help with that yeah there was something really good that did happen though there you've seen the clothes donation bin Mm -hmm. yeah and what i did i donated all of my middle school clothes just put it in there yeah because i'm not gonna wear them someone gonna need them right I put them in there. I put my freshman stuff in there so that I don't fit that. I put that in there. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to go to someone that needs it. Yeah. And I know Mr. White uh, has started doing something. So a lot of the graduated uh, people or just people who, um, high schoolers who don't have, don't fit their blazer anymore, like it's too big or something, they give them to Mr. White. And Mr. White is able to give those out to the other students who need it, um, who can't afford a blazer. Because blazers are $96 at Flint O'Hara. It's quite expensive for a blazer. Yeah. So he gives those blazers out to kids who need them if he has the size that they need. And I think that's also helping with the dress code issue. I do agree. I feel like we are taking the right steps to try to get it back the way that it was, but it will take time just mm-hmm. because of how lenient they were with us last year. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, last year, I wasn't the person that came in dress code every day. I was the person that was pretty much out of dress code every day. This year, I'm doing better. I'm mm-hmm. really in dress code most of the time. But I will say that, too, actually, me as well. On Fridays especially, I would come out in my black jeans and my sneakers because it's just too much wearing the uniform all the time. It does get repetitive, and it does get annoying. You just need a break sometimes. Um, and I definitely did. Mm. For me, is I sometimes. Oh, sorry. But for this, I say for me, I struggle in the summer. Is when it is when they make us wear a blazer all day. Yes. Plus the white shirt, and you try not to sweat through. I'm like, I it would be really nice if mm. I could just wear like a collared shirt on a Tuesday and instead it's really, of waiting for really Wednesday. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just, or in the winter when they want you in that skin. So thin. Those shirts are so thin, and they want you to wear that during the winter. With and they think the blazer, blazer is enough to keep you warm. That's, also really thin you're freezing in class and yeah. they act like 
Yeah, and yeah, not everyone can get a Letterman. That's the thing. It's like, oh, just get a Letterman. Yes. Well, yeah, they're kind of expensive, you know? Yeah. So it's not everyone can get a Letterman. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of stuck in a blazer if they ha- even have that. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And then sometimes like, oh, we get it. It's cold outside. You can wear your hoodie whenever you're outside. But the moment you s- step in the building, take it off. Yeah. Like the cold just magically disappeared when you stepped inside. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And the blazers are not, like, thermal enough. They don't keep you w- as warm as they seem to think they that it keeps us warm. <laughs> But we are not able to wear, like, hoodies or a sweatshirt or something. Unless you have, like, the academic sweatshirt, but you don't get that till your junior year. And you still have to have a certain GPA for that. And you can only wear it on Wednesdays and Fridays. So that's another thing. Oh, if, yeah. I got a, if I got an academic sweatshirt and it's cold on a Monday, you really think I'm going to wait till a Wednesday? Wednesday <laughs> I'm going to wear it. I'm going to trust me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very good with the dress code. It's just mm-hmm. the moment I can, I'm going to wear it, and then I'll take it off when I get inside just right. to be respectful of the dress code. But, like, mm-hmm. thinking that – we are rest- like we can only wear a certain thing on a certain day if it's cold outside, or if it's hot outside. And it's like okay, that's mm-hmm. y'all are pushing it, and I follow your dress code every day. <laughs> All right, and then the last topic we want to talk about today is restoring Thursday and Friday night lights. So a lot of us remember. So Thursday and Friday night lights is summer. You went when the football games were starting on those days, you'd have to go to the library or the auditorium and you would have to sit there and do any work that you were missing or had to make up. Uh, don't forget. There were also the behavioral issues. If you were acting up in class and you were doing your work, but acting up and you had to stay and just sit there while everyone else worked, they took your phone. Yeah. And then they would also take pictures of you. And put it in Quintus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, they called us out in Quintus. That was so bad. That's crazy. Um, when was this in place? Because I came here my freshman year, and I don't remember that. This is before um, the pandemic. We were in. It was when we were in middle school. Mm-hmm. So this is like 20, 2016 to 2019 or so. Uh, okay. So like either it was just ending or it was already gone by the time I got yeah. there. Because it wasn't... Um, a thing obviously during the pandemic they ended it like before the pandemic and then they just haven't we haven't brought it back so um i never had to do it thankfully but i know a lot of people did and it was definitely embarrassing you get secondhand embarrassment when you see it show up uh people their you know pictures and names on the screen saying that they had missing work and that they were failing but um how do how do we feel about how about returning thursday and friday night lights how do we feel Honestly, these these kids need it. Uh, all Mr. White does is try and tell us that we need to look out for them, that mm-hmm. they're misbehaving, right? they're not really doing their work. But when we were doing that, we were put on blast in Coentus in right. front of everyone. And I feel like that's really needed to build character because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie, I went once, got put on blasts, and Coach Tate never, Coach Tate never took another picture of me. Yeah. Yeah, it motivates you to get your work in. Yeah, I feel like, like he does that somewhat in Coentus. Like if you see someone like who's not showing up to class, he'd be like, "Hey, where you been?" But I feel like that's not enough to give like someone say someone's name for like five seconds and then just carry on in Coentus like nothing happened. Oh no, they get time. You get time to applaud and laugh. It's really it's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he does that now, but like it sounds like y'all's was a lot more intense, and I feel like that's very much needed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. It was awful, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> for you because you said you never I was went, never right? on there yeah, yeah so you no, were fine it was great mm-hmm. probably would have been laughing with you if I was here yeah. <laughs> whoa whoa Drew I think you might have been in there sometimes oh really no, no, yeah no cap yeah I could see that oh wow just a okay. few D- just a few times not not one of the current always in there guys oh uh, okay honestly I don't feel like it will make a change very much because people are like 
pretty much used to it. They're used to being called out for it, but they really don't care just because, like, the environment and everything, they feel like really almost everybody doesn't care about who's out of dress code and other things like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like it would really make a difference whether how they try to enforce it or not. I, I mean, I could see that, but I feel like they haven't experienced what how intense it sounds like for y'all. So I feel like maybe it might do something. They definitely haven't. But I think yeah. it is definitely st- it's starting to be seen as more like more cool and more acceptable than it did when we were in middle school to be, to be out of dress code to have failing grades. Like it's a cool thing at this point. Whereas when we were in middle school and I think still now for us, it's more of like you look weird if you're not getting your stuff in, like if you're not doing what you need to do. For those of us who remember it, it can be like that a lot. I think, uh, like, especially, like, for the seniors right now, we all have college applications and scholarships. I think those who at first weren't doing it, y'all y'all held them accountable. You know what I mean? And they started getting stuff in. It's we seen as unacceptable to have that, it. On that board right there. And you yeah. See your name you put right them on blast. To, right next to someone who has 30 and you have sitting at question marks, which means zero. Exactly. Mm. You're sitting there like, oh, they're getting serious. And mm. when that deadline hits, what am I going to be doing? Exactly. Yeah. And we like we definitely put them on blast in our class meetings because mm-hmm. we could see the board in our class meetings and then we'll do our announcements, all that, and then we take a moment and be like, Okay, what's going on with you, so and so? Yeah. What's going on there? I don't see no no numbers. Mm-hmm. Look at the person below you. I think the middle school needs to start learning that to build that brotherhood between themselves and to understand how to hold each other accountable. But when they're all playing and think it's all acceptable to do the things that they're doing, which is not doing the work and just fighting, then it's kinda hard for them to do that. Yeah, and like it's all in good spirits. It's not like we're trying to be you know, mean or whatever. We're just trying to like help you out. I'm like, hey, bro, yeah, what's best for you? What's mm-hmm. what's going on, man? We're trying to make sure you're good, and you over here, yeah. You know, not doing your stuff. You gotta get it together. Get it together. Yeah, I feel like that's another thing. They they think we're purposely trying to like get under their skin or something. In reality, we're just trying to. We want what's best. Yeah, we're trying to push them, them to do what's best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think uh, bringing Friday and Thursday night lights back will be. I think it could be helpful. I think it definitely could be helpful. I think it's something to definitely at least try out and see if it would help. Um, to me, I think it would. I think for high school, I don't think high school needs it as much because I think we tend to do our work more often because most of us were here before the pandemic. We know what to do. We know what's expected of us. But at the same time, I think it could definitely be used in high school to also help um, get more people to do what they need to do it's becoming more and more acceptable as the grades move up it's becoming more acceptable to just not do your work and not care and just get the grade needed to pass other than actually you know uh, understanding the information and succeeding in the class mastering the class I don't feel like that's completely true even though in some cases it might be sometimes people have overloads on their plate like I know how I am and sometimes I might like forget I have a certain assignment for a certain class hey guys Hello, hello. I think we got an anonymous caller. Oh, really? I think so. An anonymous caller? Yeah. Hey, man. Is, is, is this the Wildcat Radio Talk? Yeah. You are on live. Anonymous caller, what is your name? Anonymous caller. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he ain't getting with me today. I okay. just wanted to say, the YMLA dress code, it is not that hard. Scholars just need to get it together. We have so much, but this school is amazing. And if people would just do right, it would go great. We look, when we go into the community, the looks we get are amazing. Mm-hmm. Just guys, I would like to encourage any of the viewers on this radio station to just do right. Okay. And that's a great recommendation. Yeah. I think it's definitely more useful for some. Oh, well, there you go. Like we said, there are different reasons that people aren't in dress code, and we do have to definitely 
keep that in mind and acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And that one, the one thing our anonymous caller is forgetting that most of the time, those people that are getting those looks are the ones in full dress code. We're not bringing anyone that's not in dress code. Yeah. So that's also a part of the accountability and mm-hmm. keeping your grades up and all that. So, mm-hmm. but what were you saying, Charles? Oh, I was talking about the grades and how like sometimes it's not always about like who just doesn't want to do the work. Even though sometimes that is the case for some people, but sometimes people have a lot on their plate, which still isn't an excuse because you still have to find a way to get it done because that's your responsibility as a student. But that is understandable for sure. Oh, I I can relate to that, having an overload of work. Mm -mm. And I do feel like there's less people willing to put in the time after school to Mm -hmm. want to fix your grades. Like, when we were in middle school and still in high school, if you have trouble with what you're working on, that's because you're having trouble and you talk to your teacher and your teacher's like, oh... I can help you here because I don't want you to fail either. Right. And they just don't open up like that or don't care enough. And I think that when teachers see you trying to put in the effort, they definitely will work with you. You know, try to improve your grade if they can a little bit to try and help you somewhat. I've definitely noticed that with myself. And I know a lot of people in my, or some people in my class, you know, they have to be tutored, especially in math because Mr. Parker's class is hard. And uh, they go to tutoring and he notices that. Um, and once you put in the work, it, it really does help. And that's uh, helped me getting through Ms. Smith last year when I took on-ramps three. So, yeah. If you need help, there's help that you can get. There's, don't sure. ever feel like at YMLA you're by yourself. There's no way out. There's definitely someone who's willing to help you somewhere. You just have yeah. to. You have like, to look in the right place. And actually like feel confident enough to actually ask. Right. Because, and that's where it all yeah. comes back to the brotherhood because you don't really ask your brother for things. You come to them and if you're in, if you're in trouble, your brother helps you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you have that brotherhood, you feel like you can get help just by showing that you need help. Yeah. That was oh, me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was me in Algebra 1. I was so lost in that class. And then I was just, and uh, he's no longer here at the school, but Mr. Franklin, I'm like, sir, I'm oh, we lost. Were all yeah, lost. Was, uh, we were all lost. All so of be, us. Yeah. There was a group of us after school trying to get things done. And now I'm good now. Now I'm, I'm actually able to help others now who's mm-hmm. in Algebra 1. So it's, yeah, it's just there's always help somewhere. You just have to get over that little hump of like fear, embarrassment, and just ask. That's yeah. all you need to do. And with the brotherhood too, it's not just the our younger our younger brothers not being cohesive. It's also us. We're not right. they're acting up and we're not really willing to extend the olive branch and pull them out of acting up. Mm-hmm. And that really falls on us being better and more taking a more proactive role with them. Yeah, I think there could be more um high school brotherhood participation in middle school. I mean, to a certain extent, it is their responsibility, but we definitely could help out. Mm-hmm. I think us before the pandemic, we definitely had our older brothers to help us out. I think most of us, if we were here, we did make those connections with the the first few graduating classes, and we were able to uh, have help when we needed it. You know what I mean? So, you know, but you do have to be confident enough to actually go and speak to those people. I think a lot some middle schoolers are, but I know some aren't, but I think we could definitely help out better. I don't think it should be forced on us to help out, though. Um, I think those bonds should be formed naturally mm-hmm. and that we should be able to just make those bonds for ourselves and get help from who we, who we feel comfortable getting help from, not who we're forced to get help from. Yeah, and you, you said forced to. What are you what are you referring to on that? The mentoring thing. Oh, um, yeah? Speak about it. What's yeah, going on there? No, um, it was – we were – I feel like we were um, – 
slighted. I don't know. I feel like it, they just like threw that upon us on top of all the other stuff that we already have to do about uh, forcing us to mentor people, picking people for us instead of letting us like naturally form those bonds like we did, forcing those bonds to actually happen and forcing us to help them is just not okay. Yeah, um, like my I himself, like I volunteered to basically mentor to middle schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you try to force that, it makes it feel so fake. It makes it feel like work rather than just brotherhood. It feels mm-hmm. like a chore. And I don't like that. Um, I'm, I'm going to interject right here. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the thing they gave the juniors, freshmen, I believe. No, or, no they that gave was seniors the freshmen. Seniors they freshmen. gave us sixth and seventh grade. And I have a freshman little brother. Mm-hmm. And he, good scholar, A's and B's, always in dress code, never no disciplinary issues. And that's because he he looks up to me. Mm-hmm. I'm never in trouble. I'm passing my classes. I'm not always in dress code, but <laughs> I he looks to me and I make sure that I'm not messing up. Mm-hmm. So why would he need someone else to do that for him? Yeah, like I said, but that's like like I said, that's like a natural bond. It's not it's not necessarily forced. You know, he looks at you and sees the best in what he needs to see and what he needs to get out of you to succeed at this school and in life. And I think, like I said, you know, when you see that in someone, you find someone that you see that in, and it becomes a natural bond that's formed. You know what I mean? You become friends like that. You don't become friends with someone that you're really forced to become friends with because, like I said, it feels like a chore. You know what I mean? Like all the bonds I have with the people who have graduated and who are older than me, who have helped me along the way, I didn't get because someone forced me to have those relationships. I got them because I introduced myself, because we had conversations, because I had something in common with them. You know what I mean? I think another thing that would help was if, you know, the office assistance period we have off, Mm -hmm. the high school students. So if those were office assistants from middle school teachers, not us being forced to build relationships with them, but at least us being there. To see them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I feel like, no high schoolers going, especially with the portables and mm-hmm. them being so far away. And a lot no, of the teachers are newer. Yeah, no high school students making the effort to walk all the way out to the portable, yeah. talk to a middle schooler. And we, we, I mean, we had uh, high schoolers always coming in to see the teachers in the class a lot of times uh, in middle school. You know what I mean? Like for me, it was uh, mainly I saw the high schoolers that I got to know in like uh, Mr. Williams' class in sixth grade. Right? Because all the, all, um, all the high schoolers and all the people who took them would come back, you know. Uh, Chris and uh, Glenn and Kirk, BC, all of them, you know, that's how you get to know those people, Stephen. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just um, when you make that effort, you know, it goes a long way. But when the effort's forced, it just it doesn't form the way it needs to. I do agree with that. Um, sometimes efforts can be put on hold. It's like even though you do put forward the effort, sometimes it's controlled by others, mm-hmm. which is partially the problem because – of course, like you said, it makes you feel forced. But at the same time, like if you're willing to be in that role, if you're willing to help, like help out yeah. your brothers or whoever else, then I feel like you don't have to become friends with them, but just guide them in the right direction. Yeah, and they start to respect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bond can definitely start to grow from that. Um, it's not the best way to start a bond, but I think bonds can definitely grow from that. Does anyone have any final words on any of the topics or issues? I think we voiced our opinions pretty well. Yeah. All right. And uh, if you would like to be a guest, make a guest appearance on any of our podcast episodes, feel free to call one of us live on the air or feel free to step in and uh, tell us that you want to talk on something. Also, feel free to leave a comment under our podcast post. And uh, 
let's start a discussion, you know, let's have those very important discussions that we need to have and uh, make sure that we're heard. Make sure that you are heard. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our very first podcast episode. This was a process to get in, get in order. Um, I'm very thankful that we're able to actually get started with our podcast and I'm looking forward to making new episodes with you guys. All right. Likewise. Yeah. Oh, and also, if you have any podcast topic ideas, feel free to reach out to us and get those to us. Like I said, any of those ways works. All right. All righty. I've been Jared Sosedo. Charles Jackson. Kane Bivens. Ronnie Johnson. Good morning. Good night. <laughs>